Hey, hey y'all, this, this is, is the, the Coffee, Coffee Duo, Duo podcast, podcast, where we sip, share, and connect. Fueled by coffee, conversation, and community. This is Erica. And I'm John. And together, and together we're we the are the Coffee, Coffee Duo, Duo podcast. podcast. Grab your favorite coffee. And come listen along with us. Welcome to the Coffee Duo podcast, season one, episode three. Coffee Duo Podcast. Let's go. Hey, y'all. It is John, and across from me is Erica. And welcome here, everybody. Glad you can join in for the, actually, episode three. We've made it here. We did. And we're really, really enjoying to see how many people from across the world are checking us. Yes, it is actually amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a great vacation. We were off in Texas for about two weeks. And we did uh, a lot of, got to see a lot of family. We toured and saw a lot of coffee shops, a lot of local coffee shops, and a lot of barbecue joints in the area. And it was just a great time. We drank a lot of coffees. We ate a lot of barbecue. Um, You had quite a bit of barbecue, didn't you? I did. I enjoyed every bit of it. And by the way, it's North Texas that we visited. Yeah, North Texas. We were in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I've got some family there, and Erica has family, a Mm -hmm. lot of family there as well, too. And you heard us speak last episode, in episode two, about my sister, Amy Ryan, who started her small business coffee shop right before the pandemic. And that was realizing her 10-year dream of owning and operating a coffee shop. And if you did not hear it, go back, listen to episode two. It's about the flying squirrel in Mansfield, Texas. That's right. And we do have a special place for the flying squirrel in our hearts since this is where we began. Exactly. Great coffee shop in Mansfield. You got to check it out. Yeah. Number two in all of DFW, by the way. Just Amazing. have to do that shout out Yes, again. definitely. Yeah. What did we drink there? What did we drink? The, what was your favorite drink there at the Flying Squirrel this time? So for those of you that know me, caramel latte is my norm, but I decided to change it up a little bit. And I did a lot of tasting. They have these monthly specials on their board. So I did try one of those, which was the firecracker because of course it's July, right? And, um, but I have to say that one of my favorite drinks there is called the squirrel. It's kind of like a, what's in the squirrel. Well, it's a, it's a proprietary latte, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's got some nutty flavors in it because obviously it's the flying squirrel. So that would make sense for a place like that. Yes. It was, it's really, really good. So what about you? I did definitely have the, uh, black drip coffee many of the days there. Of course. Of course. (laughs) It was really interesting. One of the ladies there, I think her name's Anna Clara. She did not. Is that her name? Anna Claire. Anna Claire mm-hmm. did not ask me if I wanted a room. So I'm not sure if Anna Claire <laughs> listened to episode one or two or if Amy just let her know. But she did not ask if I wanted cream or sugar. I just said I'd like a hot black coffee, drip black coffee. And she poured it up and handed it to me. So yeah. it was amazing. There was not a lot of room for for my creamer if I would have grabbed that. Exactly. Yeah. But we did try, I definitely tried some of their cold brew, which I kind of said, I'm not all for that, Mm -hmm. but it was interesting to try the cold brew there, obviously with ice. And we actually got to see one of their roasters or soon to be roasters, Mm -hmm. your brother, Vincent, Mm -hmm. how he made it and prepared it. And it's not just dumping coffee into ice cubes or something or into water, cold water. And just, here you go. It's, there's a whole process to this of, how it's, much you want. And, yeah. yeah. And how long. I didn't know that it was 20 hours yeah. that they do theirs. Now, of course, everybody's different, right? You've got some people that do less time and some more. That just happens to be what they like to do with theirs. And, you know, it's, 
as he said, it's kind of one of those things that he's still playing around with it, which is kind of cool to see the process of it. Yeah, it was neat to see how much he measured out. And they originally had done coarse ground. Now they're doing a finer ground. Um, they're just really doing the science of it, which we don't really talk about a whole lot. But it's neat no. to hear it and see what they go through to make your cold brew. So I I think some people look at cold brew and see it's a little more expensive. And I right. kind of did. But then you kind of see the um, chemistry science behind it and it kind of makes sense like oh we're going to put it in this many hours because this makes it taste Mm -hmm. really well and if we go too long or too short you're not going to get that flavor out of Mm -hmm. the ground bean so that was kind of neat to see too and they're very into um also the ph of the water has to be a certain thing and he was really into making sure the ph of the water that they're using was just right what they wanted to for it so so the cold brew was great yes i did do it black again you can do the cold (laughs) brew with creams or different uh caramels or different sugary stuff but just black (laughs) alone with ice was so good as well i loved it absolutely loved it so i'm glad you liked it especially since it's sort of a new thing for them that they're trying out so um, one of the things that I found super interesting as we hung out with Amy last week was actually some of the trials and tribulations of some of the local small business owners. You know, I deal with small business owners a lot in my mortgage practice, so I know a lot of the challenges that they endure. But this week, it was really in our face for several small business owners that we spoke with. What's a small business, first of all, for people out there that don't exactly know? Is it just a mom and pop shop or what actually defines a small business. So it's anything under 500 employees, according to the Small Business Associ- uh, Administration. So so. so a small business is mm-hmm. mom and pop shops, obviously, mm-hmm. but anybody under 500. So right. you can have 400 mm-hmm. employees and still be considered You're small business. You're still a business. small business, right? You're not like a big conglomerate or whatever. But um, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting what we were speaking with people about their challenges. And um, so I know that you have a fun stat that you want to give people about the percent of businesses in the U.S. that are small business. Hey, Coffee Duo listeners, I have a great stat for you that Erica wants me to share with you. 20% of small businesses fail within the first year. 30% fail in the second year. And a whopping 50% fail by year five for under 500 people. Now back to the show. So what's also interesting is that 99.9% of the businesses out there are small business. Wait, 99.9% in America, right? Right. Are small businesses under 500 people. So 0.01% clearly is what's left. So that's like your Amazon, Walmart. Precisely. Yeah. Wow. You don't think about it like that. So we don't, we deal with those people a lot on the daily Mm -hmm. and which 99.9% of those people don't know who we are. That's right. But 100% of small business usually know who you are if you just say hi. And most of them say hi to you. Right. Well, and that's why, you know, I'm a big proponent of shopping local. And I would rather go to a small place. I would rather not go to a large chain coffee shop or a large chain to buy clothes. I would rather go to somebody that's a local boutique or a local coffee shop or something like that because they're they're 99.9% of the businesses out there. And they are experiencing less of the profit than say Amazon or Walmart or whatever. So I would much rather shop and support a local family than I would, you know, no offense to the stockholders because I own stock too. And I know you do, I know you yeah. do as well, but I mean, we want to support the families, right? The local community. So what I found out about a lot of people who shop local, like we like to shop local 
is that your main streets of the town, you'll have your coffee shop, but you also have, like you talked about, like your boutiques, place mm-hmm. to have, buy clothes. And those people who just walked in, who were shop owners who just bought their coffee there, they're going back to their shop mm-hmm. to sell their goods. And so it's like they've already invested their money into your shop. Right. A lot of them aren't going to the big name coffee places. Mm-hmm. They're trying to shop local because they want you to shop local too, which That's is right. a great community portion which we mm-hmm. are all about with are the community mm-hmm. yeah they're supporting each other mm-hmm. and i and i saw it all week with the flying squirrel people coming in from dirty job which is a brewing place down the down the way with the boutique that had their five-year anniversary across the street i mean there was there was people coming in constantly from those different businesses and supporting the flying squirrel so yeah that's such cool. a great part of the community is just mm-hmm. giving back actually to your own community and not going to big store brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing against the big store brands because sometimes they have more variety. However, if you have the opportunity, I would say shop local, right? So in talking to some of the small business owners that we did meet, which was kind of just by chance, I mean, there was just conversation happening amongst some of these small business owners. And then all of a sudden we were introduced to another small business owner that was going out of business. After how long? One year. 20% of small businesses go <laughs> out of business in one year. I know, I know. And I we was, ran into two of them. Two of them. I mean, two of them, like within 48 hours we ran into. And I thought it was the, it was definitely serendipitous in terms of meeting these two people. They had the exact same complaint, mm-hmm. the exact same complaint. And that was one, labor cost was way more than I budgeted for, yes. right? And then two was, and this did not surprise me to hear this at all, way too much time was invested. People like their weekends. Yeah. So they were like, I lost my evenings. I lost my weekends. And I thought that was really interesting because remembering back to when Amy first started her coffee shop, she was working her buns off. I mean, it was just evenings, morning, opening on my closing. So 5 a.m., 9 p.m. because she was closing really late back then. Um, weekends working all like seven days a week, you know? Yeah. You have to think about that with small businesses. When someone starts that they're starting their dream up, they're putting in everything they possibly can to make it go Mm -hmm. and to make it work. And so when that person looks tired, when you see them the next day, (laughs) it's because they probably had to clean up the shop because maybe they've got some employees who had to go to doctor appointments, or maybe they're still in school. They've got Mm -hmm. some stuff going on. That owner, that shop owner has got to be ready for the next day. Yeah. They have to cover for everything. So when you're thinking, I might be paying a little bit more here, um, things are different, things look out of sorts. Well, that owner's having to put in 100 hours in a day, not just a week, just in a day, they seem like, just to make sure it's ready for the next day for you to enjoy their place. So, And I think also from that perspective is remembering that if you see them frazzled, just tell them thank you. Because... I think that especially that first year that I saw Amy working the hours that I was working and she was, she did look frazzled. I mean, she was working, like I said, opening, closing and everything. It's just to say thank you because you know they're working really, really hard. And so even if that meant spending an extra dollar at somebody's little shop for something extra, I would rather do that to help support them to be able to maybe get that clerk to help assist them. You know, exactly. so just... It's just something to think about. I thought that was really, really interesting that we ran into two people literally within 24 or 48 hours of each other that had the exact same complaints. And then both of them were selling their businesses, by yep. the way. They were going so. out and they were going to sell what they could and get what 
get with out mm-hmm. of it with everything. Yep. And both of them also, interestingly enough, both of them had quit their jobs fully. They yes, went all that in. was very interesting as well. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, dang, that was a lot of risk that they just took. I yeah. mean, both, both. So there was two, two partners. One was a couple and one was just like really good besties. And in both cases, they had quit their jobs. Yeah. Quit their jobs all with families them. to pursue their passion of this is what I want to do in my life. And you only get one time around. Yeah. And so I think they said, we want to do this and see what happens with it. And yeah, it, was just... it didn't work, but it doesn't mean that they're done. They they all seem right. to still have a dream of mm-hmm. getting back into doing something similar, but right. possibly just knowing just that it direction. takes a lot mm-hmm. of effort, a lot of time, a lot of not seeing their kids or their right. family members mm-hmm. or friends. So yes, it does. It takes yep. a lot of time. So I just, I, you know, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about today because Obviously, I see it a lot, and I and you know this last week it was kind of in our face, like I mentioned, and so I thought it'd be really interesting to point it out to our listeners because a lot of people want to have that dream of being self-employed. Is you know put your business plan together and really plan out your time constraints and make sure you know what it's going to take to invest in that business. Now for our weekly question from Erica: Who of all of our listeners works for a small business or? owns a small business. We would love to know from our listeners. And now back to the show. All right. That is going to be a great question for people to answer. We're going to put that up on our Instagram. It'll give you time to answer that and let us know. We'll put a poll question up there. We tried our Spotify poll last week and for some reason we could not get it to work. It it was letting us ask a question, but the poll (laughs) was not working and I tried everything. So we're new at this. We might have to ask some questions some from some of our friends out there, but Spotify does has, have a spot to put polls or questions. We're going to try to put this question on there as well, so you can answer yes or no. Or if you can you just work. go follow us on Instagram. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram at Coffee Duo Podcast, and you could also listen to us on all streaming services currently right now. That's right. So also while we're on vacation, like we talked about earlier in this episode, that we visited a lot of barbecue places. I am a big barbecue fan. I love to eat barbecue. I love to cook barbecue and smoke meat and do all that manly stuff with the grill and the <laughs> smoker and all that kind of stuff. And I'm pretty sure Erica and all the kids love to eat it. Yes, we do. They say, tell me they do. And it's all mm-hmm. gone usually. So I believe yep. that they're right. So yep. you're absolutely correct. It's amazingly yummy. So we stood in line. You always hear these stories about people in Texas who stand in line for these ridiculous amounts of time. <laughs> well, we took two and a half hours to get some amazing barbecue from yeah. Goldie's Barbecue, which is currently, for, I guess for the next four years, they're the number one barbecue joint in Texas. So look Numero them up. Numero uno. Numero uno, yeah. So look up Goldie's Barbecue in, it's in Fort Worth, but it's actually in, what was the city? It's in Kennedale, which is a little suburb of Fort Worth and Arlington, Mansfield area. And um, it has a really neat story too. And it's Goldie's, by the way, to spell it for everybody, it's G-O-L-D-E-E apostrophe s yeah and i i loved the i've seen some of their youtube stuff online and so i looked up why how they get the name goldies and it had to do with one of their owners there's four or five of the guys that all knew each other from back in middle school and our grade school all the way up now they're owners of their own barbecue place and one of them had a an older f-250 which was yellow so they (laughs) called it goldie and now they've just kind of gone with that and I know this has nothing to do with coffee, right? Nothing, but it sort of does. But it sort of does because what I'm getting to is with our coffee community. 
-hmm. is this was such an amazing community of people, not just the owners who we met a few of them, but the people who stood in line for two and a half hours with us and around us Mm -hmm. in the, in the sweltering Texas heat is we talked about everything under the sun. We Uh, actually found out, yes, we found out this one guy behind us, him and his wife, his a cousin had played in the World Series back in 2001, 2002, something like that. And it was something if you just went to, I'm not saying anything bad about chain barbecue places, but the barbecue mm-hmm. that you can get all day long is usually not going to be the premier best barbecue right. because they have to make it and keep it warm all day long. So mm-hmm. you know you're not going to have the best brisket or the best right. ribs. It's going to still have a great taste, I imagine, and the sauces and everything. But you don't get the community feel of it because no. you stood in line. Mm-hmm. And what was that like for you? <laughs> Uh-oh. So, <laughs> I actually did post this on my Instagram. I did a little kind of like some videos and some pictures and stuff. And um, and I have stood in line for barbecue before, you know, like in Lano and San Antonio and stuff like that. But I, this was not planned, by the way. I was not dressed accordingly. I was not expecting us to go stand in line for almost three hours for food. And um, so we got there and we stood in line and I said you know, this is crazy that my people want to stand in line for two, three hours. I had no idea how long we were going to be there. And and then I thought, but wait, I stood in line for Ikea to open in San Antonio for three hours. So <laughs> I guess it's kind of the same. <laughs> I would I would definitely have a difficult time standing in line for a store like that just to open for products. Uh, I guess it's, but it's all different because I mean, it was hard for her to understand like, why do you want to stand in line for this long to get barbecue? So, but we had a great time with talking to, like I said, the owners, talking to people in line, just getting to know them, finding out what kind of barbecue they like. And everybody started out as this is the greatest barbecue. And mm-hmm. then halfway through the line, when it was like 106, people are like, this better be worth it. Yep, that and was then, me. <laughs> then you get closer to the door and people are like, almost I just like, you know, it. yeah, you got the pitchforks right and the and the hammers and shovels and they're going to go after these these guys cooking this barbecue if it's not the best right. in the world. Yeah. So then you place your order, you go inside. They have a little dining room, very small dining room. You can't hear anything but people eating. Nobody's nope. talking to each other. No, no they're, speaking. They're Mm-mm. just enjoying the barbecue. Just shoveling. <laughs> so all these people who were just talking to each other outside are now just eating i wouldn't even say shoveling the food they were just no, very like we were, enjoying we it were, like yeah shoveling is probably not the right word but it was basically like taking the morsels of brisket or ribs or turkey or whatever and just like num 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 like, like it was a- so good absolutely enjoying that so, so we ha- we love that community feel of it because like i said you're not going to get that if you go to a, a big barbecue place and you just sit down as your family and you don't talk to anybody else like there's no line and this brought such a community feel to us of when we've been in coffee shops together right? and how we're like, we like to talk to the owners of, again, local places because mm-hmm. they're there to talk to you. And you, you got a tour too of the pit. I did get a tour of the Goldie <laughs> Barbecue amazing pits. They opened up the brisket um, smoker for me. One of the owners, Jalen, yeah. kind of picked you out of the crowd and was like, hey man, you want to come look at the pit? And you're like... Heck yeah. I've always got my phone out as a camera and I, I'm glad I had it rolling video and Jalen Hurd said, Hey, come on over here and look at this. And everybody in line thought I was like someone special. And he just happened to look at me like this, this dude, like he is just so salivating over this yeah. barbecue pit. I'm yeah. going to open it for him. So he opened it for me. He showed me that these briskets, there was probably 20 in there or so. Easily. And they had like yeah. six more hours to go. And everybody in line asked if I had grabbed one to bring back. And <laughs> I said, no, they're not done. They're like, we don't care. Just go get one. 
good. So it was a really great community. And to see what these guys have done in that community just for yeah. barbecue is kind of what we've done so much with coffee, coffee. like talking mm-hmm. to people. And what this podcast has brought us to is right. to connect people through foods and through Food coffee. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. It was, it was a really neat experience. It had it'd probably been 10 years since I waited in line like that for barbecue. So it was kind of neat because the people that were behind us, if you remember, they had an Arizona ball cap on, right? And I was like, oh, are y'all from Arizona? And they were like, no, my brother played for the Cardinals. And that we was the like, cousin. Oh, his cousin. Yeah, his cousin. And we were like, what? Like, and we were talking about that. And of course, you know, John and I, one of our first dates was at the Cardinal game. I mean, not the Cardinal. It wasn't Diamondbacks. The, Cardinals. the Diamondbacks. It wasn't the so, Cardinals. Yes. It was Diamondbacks. So his cousin Baseball. played for the Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. in 2001 in a few years. And yeah. that was our first That was one of our first was dates. was at an Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. game. So we were like, what? That's crazy. And so that was kind of fun. So it was just, it was really interesting to people watching the line and just people from all walks of life in there. Yep. And we were asked a hundred times by the guy in front of us what we were going to get. And we said, whatever we can get, because yeah. they do sell out of some stuff. So Right. That's very normal for Texas barbecue. Yes. very t- easily can sell out of certain things, mostly brisket and ribs first. Those are usually the first to go. And I know your sister was there in line with us and she said how, how she would just <laughs> love to have a line, a two yes. and a half hour line outside yeah. of her coffee place. I and I said, well... You might want to start making a brisket coffee, I guess. I, know, I don't right? know. That everybody's in line for brisket and ribs. So. Well, she is number two now in DFW. She's like Goldie's number is number two. one. Yeah, so, so you know. Which is absolutely amazing. Dallas Fort Worth area and she's number two, which is yep. such a great thing. So it is, it is. And so there's real real one other interesting thing that I thought. So so those of you that know John well enough know that he does love to barbecue and he just mentioned it too. But one of the things that he loves to do is experiment with barbecue rubs. And kind of play around with what can we put on top of the brisket. Oh, yeah. It's always you know? something different and try to come up with your own blend and what mm-hmm. tastes the best. And, you know, you look at the pros and what they do. Right. And again, that's, like I said, we were talking about the community of that. And the barbecue people are such a huge community of they're telling you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Not, there's not many that I'm sure they have little tiny secrets that sure. do a little bit. But for the most part, they're like, this is how long I smoked it, mm-hmm. how I cooked it. This is exactly what I put on there. Right. They might not say one or two little things that might make the difference only if you right. were them. Yeah, if you're that's how I do. Yeah. I'll do some yeah. stuff and I'll be like, did you guys taste that? And they're like, not really. I'm like, mm, well, I did something different. <laughs> not so they, really because I ate it too fast. Yeah. <laughs> so they have such a great barbecue community too. Just like the coffee people, they, they're going out there. There's a lot of people who talk to like the shop owners who talk to each other. If there's a roaster, they're talking to the owner. The owner's mm-hmm. talking to them about the coffee shop. They're sharing details about stuff. Um, people who build coffee shops and coffee trailers mm-hmm. and trucks, they're helping out uh, coffee owners, even if they own a coffee shop. Right. So it's kind of that just whole community that just blends it all together. Oh, blend. That's such a good word for a coffee duo podcast. It is. Blend is a great word. <laughs> and with that, I want to say thank you for being part of season one, episode, episode three. three. And we look forward to hearing your responses on the question. Go back and listen to that. Mm -hmm. And we will see you guys in two weeks. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Duo Podcast. God bless. You've been listening to Coffee Duo Podcast Radio. Like, share, subscribe, and review everywhere podcasts are found. Views and opinions expressed by the guests of Coffee Duo Podcast are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of the program. Rights reserved. No duplication or redistribution without permission. 
Thanks for joining us again on Coffee Duo Podcast. God God bless bless y'all. And be sure to shop local. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Duo Podcast. New episodes are released every other Wednesday.